Hi, and welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Dever. In this episode, I talk with director, actor, and stand-up comedian, Orhun Timor. Orhun is an incredibly talented artist and one of the most passionate I have ever met. I always feel so inspired every time I talk with him. I sat with Orhun at his home in Los Angeles, and we had a conversation. Like that, we start the podcast. This is it. Now that we're in the podcast, I don't know. (laughs) We're in the podcast. Yeah, there's no like, I always thought about, I'll do the intros later, you know what I mean? We just record what we do now, and then we record, and dude, it's, I've like envisioned this moment. Like, I didn't know how it was going to happen or what it was going to do. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember I had said I'd like to interview you one day. Yeah. Even though this, don't consider this an interview, but. It's crazy how everything... Oh, if I consider this an interview and I actually want to be interesting, it'll be war- like horrible. I'm horrible at like trying to be interesting and then being interesting. I have to not care, you know? Mm. Like, so this is like that we already started talking. Now I'm like... Cause, and now if I want to be interesting, I can be because I've already been interesting <laughs> for a second. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just the first... I don't know. Yeah, but... Well, dude, it's it's good to see you, man. Uh, yeah, good to see you too. Yeah, and it's been a few months. Been a while. I've been talking to you, like. Yeah, but we've stayed in contact during this whole time. We stayed in better contact, like we, like yeah. our friendship, like grew. Yeah. In the pandemic, to its maturity, you know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, there are certain people. You definitely are one of them. Like yeah. I felt like I got closer. Yeah. To certain people, whereas, you know, some people may have not talked to people they were used to talking to. And some to. people, you're like, you know what, I'm going to use this pandemic as an excuse to never see their face again. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's true, too. And even like today, um, I got to work with you for the first time, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't, like, on a oh, we did it so project. casually. We should have done it with more festivity. We just I, we did it. We just got into it. But yeah, but it's like it's it's interesting though. because like I I always knew that you and I had a uh, common creative vibe, and we'll yeah. get into that here in a second. But then I finally got to Wait, work. That's with gonna you. be like the interesting. To talk yeah, about. and then I finally get to work with you, and then as I'm working with you, and I'm seeing how you work, and I'm seeing, I'm like, oh yeah, this is how Orhun. Okay, yeah, this yeah. is definitely Orhun. Like like I see. I really appreciate, I mean, not only your passion for your projects, but um, just, like, for example, like today. like How much I had... don't care about doing it properly. Correct. That's, it. that's what I'm like, trying to say. Yeah, because I can't. See, that's the thing. I, I was talking about this on stage. I do stand-up, uh, as you know, but camera doesn't know, so I'm saying it again. Yeah. Uh, like, when I do stand-up sometimes, it, like, you go up there, and you have, like, a like an idea of what you're going to do, and it doesn't work. And you start realizing, you know? Mm. Like, when I try to go up there and do jokes properly, like a good little comedian, you know? It's just, it's disgusting. It's just no one likes it and blah, blah, blah. When I go up there, and I'm just like burning with evil, and I just let it unfold, and like I smile, but it's not like, oh, I should smile at this beat. I smile because I'm actually enjoying the thing. Like, and then it's funny. You know, it's, I don't know, that's why I was like, it's so funny how like, like when I first started, like I went to film school and I was like, well, I should make the best film. Like, how do you make a film properly, blah, blah, blah. And like, if I didn't care about that, 
the whole time and I just made videos that made me fun, like laugh or like feel stuff and I didn't care about anybody, you know, mm. it would have been, I would have had more fun. It's not even like I would be better off. It's that I would have had fun, you know. So you're saying like not making something because you think it will be good? Yeah, because it you, won't be. Yeah. Nobody's good at thinking something will be good and doing it exactly that way and then making it actually good. I'm convinced of that. See, I used to think, oh, like Kubrick did a hundred takes, for example, to so till it's perfect. It's like maybe he didn't know what he was looking for, but he just knew that he wasn't getting it. That's why he made hundred takes. Like, see, things make more sense now. Why? And you like it that way because mm. you realize, oh, all these fake people that do work, but like it's black and they're getting some stuff because there's a semblance of art in it. Like you realize, oh, they're going to never be in, like ever fulfilled or happy or significant. They're, they're there so that I can or we can hate them. Mm. And by hating them, we <laughs> become not them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. people you hate <laughs> make you who you are a little bit. Hmm. Well, and see, that's one thing. Even before I really got to know you more, I caught from you was your passion for this film. Definitely, yeah. And I know you do comedy and acting and all that stuff too, but like I, yeah. you to me, like when I met, I met you, then like, we, I, like we'd always see each other at the, the various acting events at Playhouse West and things yeah. like that. And we'd always talk in between. And that's one thing I took from you. I'm like, man, this guy loves to make movies. Yeah. It's not just, and you're, you're making them for no one. Like, for me, I get the sense, not even, you have to do it. Like, that's the sense I get from you. Like, you have to do not this. Only, I have to do it that way. It's because, like, bro, do you don't think sometimes I think, oh, man, I wish I could, like, you know, sell out and write jokes and, you know, make a clean little career. It's also, I can't. Like, I actually can't sell out. Like, I don't have the ability. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't, like... Or like whatever, I shouldn't call it selling out, but it's like, with film too, it's I enjoy, genuinely enjoy when people are arguing on my set, taking it seriously. Like when I'm the director and people are arguing with me or others and passions are high, people are yelling at each other. A girl cried on like a film set, like in film school. You know, I love all of that. You love the process. The process yeah. and people taking it seriously and some people don't take it seriously. And then they just clash. Like, I made films with people who were in it literally. They just want to be crew members and make money. They hated film and all that. It was a job. Just Five minutes over film. Yeah. And if you saw me interact with them, it was like a battle. Like, I, I said some things like, to people on set where like, I look back. And like, that's why I'm writing that show mm -hmm. about me playing a director. Because it's like, I know that guy. Yeah. You know? It's, he, yeah, I just. How long have you been doing it? It's something I've never really, because well, you're from Turkey, correct? Yeah, yeah. And you came, to, can you kind of take me through your story again? I know you Oh, so yeah, so uh, I, uh, I started acting when I was like, well, I acted when I was a kid a little bit, but like, I really started acting when I was in middle school. Uh, and I joined it because like, literally, I'm going to tell you the truth, like cute girls were going to the acting club. I was Fair like, enough. oh, you know, like, it's, this is like age 12, like, there's, like, I don't have any instrument of, like, 
anything. Like, you know, like, yeah. then, like you're like, oh, maybe they'll hold my hand when I'm there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, so like I go there, I'm acting and I love it. They leave immediately because they were more scientific people, I guess. But I loved it. I stayed and I, the drama teacher was like a very interesting guy. He traveled the world and he wanted to go, his, he still does it to this day. Goes to third world countries, teaches drama. Turkey was like the most developed country because Turkey is not really third world, but like, like places where drama, and then he encourages people. He took us to Germany. We did a play he wrote where we improvised and he kept our lines. Like, so I want to be a director, you know, because mm. I never, like I acted for a long time and even high school, but I was like, this is something I'm doing so I can get better at directing. So I came to study directing here, which I had to fight my parents. But man, like the fact that they even let me and I'm from Turkey, like I had, like if I was like some guy, maybe they'd be like, oh, you know what? He's not going to be good at anything. So like, yeah, whatever, you know? Let him do a film. Like, that was their attitude towards it. But my, I was like, I had good grades and I had to do a film. They hated that. Uh. Like, I could have been a doctor and I threw it away. They hated it at first. But now they love it. Uh, yeah. So I came here uh, and I went to film school. And, like, I made a lot of films there. And I met a lot of people. But, man, after that place, I didn't want to make films for, like, three years. Like, that's how it just... Killed that part of me that just wanted to make films. And instead I was like, oh, how am I going to turn into a career? Or how is it going to be like, how can I have a crew? And, you know, until mm. I started stand-up and acting again through it, I didn't go back. To really? Okay, so you, you started the stand-up thing after? Yeah, directing. after, you know, film failed and I had nothing and no money. I was so poor. So I was like, okay, what can I do? Because you can't even act in, if you don't have money because you have to apply for stuff, get headshot. I had none of that. So I was like, okay, if I go up to the stage and I can be funny for five minutes, no matter what I say. Like, I knew I could do that. So I just went and did that. And they got me like, you remember Dogget? It's a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah great film. Yeah. That was the first film I worked on in two and a half years when I made it. Just, I, did, I made nothing. Really? That was your, and you guys won <laughs> the festival with that. Yeah. Like, that was the first thing you had gotten involved in with films. Yeah, it, it was crazy. I just I shot it and I edited it. And it got me back to thinking, hey, we've spent nothing on this. And it's good, you know? It made me realize I was caring too much about, like, cameras and, oh, what kind of equipment do you have? I realized I was in another film school, but a film frat, you know? And mm. I was not, I was, you know, too me, you know? Mm. Like, imagine me in a frat. <laughs> Like, I'm fun in a frat for, like, three days. <laughs> but then everybody in the frat is like... This guy's got to go, right? <laughs> oh, this guy's saying real things when we just want to be fake and touch people, you know, or something. I don't know what frat boys do. So to me, it sounds like you rediscovered the passion through that project. Yeah, right? no, I realized that, like, look, if you ever do something that's actually, like, funny and well-formed with the characters and stuff... People will throw money at you and crew at you and everything at you. Like, it doesn't matter. Shoot on an iPhone. Like, and man, if you knew me in film school and I said shoot on an iPhone, like, people will be like, oh, like, what happened to him? You know, like, that's how much, like, you know how I said, oh, like, I, like, people were camera snobs and I became a part of it. 
Like I played it down. I wasn't a part of it. I was like the one of the like the, the like you know. If I'm not shooting, I had like I was outside there trying to fit in. I was like one of the ones where it says, "Oh, what camera are you shooting it on?" Like I was one of the biggest douchebags. Now that I think about <laughs> it, but you know. No, I, I know what you mean because like I I've too fallen to that category where it's like when you have shot some higher end things, you feel like you can never go back. Like you feel like, oh well, since I've done that, I, I couldn't do that no i need this i need that and then you just end up not doing anything you know and like when people say like oh i don't have any equipment now i'm like well what type of iphone do you got they go oh, i got the iphone 11 blah 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 i'm like that camera on that iphone 11 is really freaking good and people have made feature films well people made like that use a super 8 film camera that oh my god i can't believe they did that like it's eight millimeter film and they shot like festival winning stuff with it. Like it's an iPhone that lights itself. You can't do like it lights itself. Like <laughs> in, in the it, yeah yeah. Where where do you think film is going now? Especially everything that's happened. Like for some from your viewpoint. Like what do you where do you see it going? Or at least where are you trying to take it with what you're doing? See me, I'm like an old soul. I want it to be oh cinema. You know like. Uh -huh. Let's all gather and go to a movie theater, all of us, yeah. and then watch cinema till we die. That's what I want, but it's not going to go there. It's, right now, it's more TV episodic. I think it's going to be more sort of, like, I don't know, because it's so actually clashy, because some part of it is becoming more episodic, and then they're saying, oh, people don't have attention span anymore. Then why is everything getting longer? Hmm. But then they, they have that Quibi. I don't know what Quibi is, so I'm not going to say anything about it because I don't know anything. <laughs> I've seen ads for it. I don't know much about it either. Is it what, like a one-minute short films? I know you can put video content on there. I have no idea. No idea. Well, that, to, to your point, there's yeah. just so many other platforms now. I wanted the yeah. VR. You know, when I came to this country, I was like, okay, one day I wanted to create like... I was thinking of VR, but with five cents, like kind of like Matrix, basically. Mm -hmm. But like... Kind of, I was thinking that would be the where cinema is, and I thought maybe there'd be like a brain incision, where basically like they could have it so that you go into it and then you forget that you were out of like you know total immersion. Wow. But again, these are just like you know stuff Joe Rogan talks about. They don't like <laughs> Elon Musk talking yeah, about the uh, Neuralink and all that. Oh stuff. my God! Like. I love the guy, but I hate listening to him talk. I just want him to who, just go Which away. one? Elon, both actually. <laughs> but Elon Musk more. Because with Joe Rogan, I could be like, ah, whatever, he doesn't know what he's doing. This guy is like a billionaire with like, he could maybe do it. So like, I really don't like him talking about, you know. What's Joe Rogan going to do? Punch technology into working? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's... And again, like, just kind of, like, it's a reminder, like, you got to do things for the right reasons. Like, if you love doing something, you're going to do it. Like, yeah. you, like, I, and I'm butchering the quote, and <laughs> remind me of the real story when I... Like, I, I remember. It. But yeah, remember. right, but I'll never forget this, dude. Like, never forget, when I think of you, I always think of this, is we were at a, there was a scene night at Playhouse West or something. You and I were both there in attendance watching, you know our classmates and stuff like that. And we were talking about film and you were telling me a story. It might've been a story about you going to Colorado or something like that to shoot a film. And 
long story short, like we, we were going to the bathroom. Before you walked in the bathroom, you looked at me and you like stuck your finger up and you're like, I would die for a short film. Yeah. I'll be right back. And then you went to the bathroom and I'm like, see, that's the type of guy like I want. That's the type of artist that, like, no matter what, I got to respect. You know what's crazy? <laughs> that's an exaggeration because I wouldn't, like, die for a short film because then I can't make more short films. But I'll definitely kill for one. Like, I thought about this the other day. Like, if someone was standing in between me and a film, I wouldn't kill them. But, like, I'm saying... Right, like, figuratively speaking. Yeah, like, it's... Like, not, like, murder them, but kill them as in, like... Completely destroy their life and not even think about it. Like, oh, they had a career. They messed my film up. Like, gone. Like, <laughs> but that's the thing. I don't want to be that guy because, man, you get canceled so fast these days for half that. But, man, like, yeah, I'm I'm a nice guy on set. It's just in my mind, like, I take it so seriously. So that yeah. sometimes, like, I have, like, okay, see. When I say I would die for a short film, it's not I would cut my wrist for it. It's more like I have once only eaten one meal a day from like jars or like, like what do you call it, like cans right. for like weeks, almost like two months maybe. Mm. Just so I could save a few hundred dollars so I can get that one extra lens for like two shots in a film. Like that's like starving myself thinking, oh, I won't die. Like... like I will not commit suicide for a film. I would die stupidly not realizing, oh, holy shit, I'm dead now. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I know. I see what you mean. Like, I mean, you're willing to do whatever it takes to get yeah. that vision out of your head so you can create it. I mean, is that... I mean, how... I mean, I, I've, oh, I've talked to you a little it's bit. It's more than... It's more like yeah. somebody like, like... Like that movie Taken, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like everybody else is trying to steal your daughter, like, or something. Like, I don't know, like... I will find you. But, like, everybody, like, even people helping you on film, it's like, what are they trying to do to me? You know, like, <laughs> like, like you get, like, you're not always like that. I'd be, have to be a psychopath, but... <laughs> but, uh, like, there are moments like that where you're like, nothing can stop me from making this. Nothing can stop me. And that's the thing. When the film is good, it's understandable. I get that way when the film is like, I know this is going to be a piece of shit, but it's going to be like, I'm going to care about what lens you shoot that last shot in. <laughs> Even though it's a piece of shit, I want it right. Yeah. You know? It's almost like when the filmmaking becomes more important to you than the films mm. you make. You know? Well, it's almost, it's not like you're just respect for the process. The art of yeah. it, yeah. you know, whatever it becomes, it becomes. Yeah. If it becomes great, great. If it's not that great, oh well, we're going to move on to the next one. But did you, did you treat the craft correctly? Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm working on something right now that like used to be like a five minute film. Yeah. And now it's like it turned into something else over the months. Now it's like completely different something else, and it's like 15 minutes. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow it'll be eight. Like, yeah. It's like I think Werner Herzog is like one of my favorite people in attitude because he's like, after you shoot the film, just look at what you shot. Don't worry about what your plan was before. Like, forget about it. Just look at what you shot. Interesting. And that's what made me look at that film. I'm like, let me look at what I shot. Not like my takes. Whatever's on camera. The whole thing. And I started using the outtakes with the intakes and 
crafting moments from it and you know mm. and still the film might suck but it's like four days ago i was editing at 2 a.m didn't realize it was 2 a.m i was editing at 2 a.m just and i was like dancing here you know like from just i don't know maybe because i made films as a young guy and like now I, it makes me feel young or something i don't know mm. Something. Well, it feels like you're probably at that point too. Like, well, maybe a few years back, you would have had it in your head when you filmed it. This is what I set out to do. This is what it needs to be. But like now, it's like you start looking at what you shot and you're like, well, wait a minute. What if we did this instead? Yeah. I would think there's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah, it's like also yeah. you start thinking, what is really honesty? There's so many levels of honesty. Like, like in stand-up, I reached a point where I was like honest, I'm telling my stories, but I'm like, I'm telling stories in a way that's making them into jokes. Like in the sense that it's making it like, oh, it's interesting for this reason. It's like, maybe step back and realize what is funny about you is not all in your control. Mm. And realize maybe the honesty is you almost trick yourself into, like, you don't, observe a bunch of you're playing an idiot let's say you don't observe a bunch of idiots and then try to be like okay now my idiot is going to be a little bit this little bit that no like maybe it's know exactly when you're an idiot and channel that like you know what could i make myself believe that'll make me an idiot like behind my back because that's funny because hmm. idiots are not they don't know they're idiots so if you go up there you're acting like an idiot, like you know you're an idiot and you're being funny about it, I mean, there's nothing funny about it. It's just <laughs> idiotic, you know? At least if, like, because the thing is, on camera, if you're being a real idiot, then it's like the camera, it's not, you're not an idiot. Like, you're, you know, it's... Going back to the stand-up thing, that's one thing, you know, at least that I've notice meeting other stand-up comedians and going to comedy shows is i think stand-up comedy is arguably the hardest art form there is i mean as far as because in movies and in music people go oh i like it or i don't like it whereas comedy comedy is like based on a result like did i laugh did i find it funny so i don't know I, i'm just curious to kind of get your take on the art of stand-up oh i am gonna tell you what drives you to do it First of all, what drives me to do it at this point is like, see, I started stand-up because I didn't have anything else to do, then I loved it being funny. Then I would not be funny and then be like disheartened and be like, oh, maybe I'm not good. But then I would not do it for a few weeks, try to write more jokes, go up there. I'm four years in, man. Yesterday, I was like, I have a lot of stuff to do. I can't do stand-up today. And at 10 p.m., I was doing stand-up because <laughs> I'm past the part where it's like for a reason. It's a compulsion now. If I don't go, I'm not just not going to be happy the next day. Mm. It's more like getting stuff out. Like, I go with material, I get laughs. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to get laughs today. I just want to be, like, evil for five minutes. Because that's what's in me. Like, it's... And the thing about stand-up is, it's actually not hard. It's just that some people can't do it. And some people can very easily. Mm. That's the... But, and you don't know how it's going to succeed, but it, it forces honesty out of you. It's because I once went up there, started doing my material that worked all week. Three, four weeks, it was like working really well. Same material. I go up there, not working. Start doing a rant because I'm mad. 
about it not working. They start laughing at that. At that point, you realized, dude, like, what I think is like, it forces an honesty out of you because it makes you really look at yourself. It's like it was therapy. funny. Well, what I thought was intelligently funny. And then you're like, oh, it's about the crowd. But then yesterday I was doing stand-up, right? And like, I had the best crowd. All of them, my friends. I went up there. I had some things planned. It was going to work really well. Went up there. Didn't work at all. It's like, but yesterday I did great. Mm. Doesn't matter. Not with these people. Not with what you're doing today. Can't blame the crowd. Usually you can. Yesterday I can because I had the best crowd. It's all me. And it just, then last two minutes I told, like went into a really dark place that they loved. I didn't know they were going to like it. At the time, the only feeling is I have two minutes left. None of my material is working. And I, like the feeling is literally, you could have killed on stage the last day. Doesn't matter. The feeling is I'm not really funny and I've never been funny in my life. And when you hit that, you either crash and burn out there to extreme depression or you find a way to use it to make them laugh. And man, like, the feeling is so exhilarating that you're like, why do I do anything else besides this? Wow. So it's like therapy almost for yourself. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, my God. It's The friends I have there are... The only people where I go meet them is like a group of 12 people or whatever, 20 people sometimes. I go there, I meet them, and it's like the only place where I'm like, I'm not a weirdo in this room. Mm. Not that, oh, they don't make me feel like a weirdo. I'm actually not a weirdo in this room. Like, I am uh, the same normal one almost. Mm. And I love that. I'm like, then I can be anybody. And then they look at me, they think I'm crazy, they, so they get encouraged. Like, you realize that, like, these people, and that's the thing, like, yeah, there are those bar comics and actors whose agents tell them to do comedy and they try it for a few years and they go away because mm -hmm. it's a writer's job, not an actor's job. You know, they, you have those people, but, like, you meet the right people that just enjoy comedy no matter what they are, what it is how bad it gets, how evil it gets, how dark it gets. You meet these people and you realize, you're like, oh, wow, these are beautiful. These are people that read a lot, too. You're like, these are really impressive fucking people. Like, mm. and you really, like, I don't know, it's... Oh, a lot, most comedians come off as very intelligent to me. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting what you said. It's a... Uh... They're all intelligent, but, like, they're all well-read, too. Like, that was something I didn't expect. I was like, oh, wow. But you said it's a writer's job, not an actor's job. I thought that was interesting. It is. And I was going to ask you, because I've heard Joe Rogan talk about it, but you see someone go up there, go, oh, I'm going to do a five-minute set. Like, oh, well, they're only doing five minutes. They're just going to tell jokes. But then it's like when I hear interviews with like him and Kevin Hart were talking, I think, for them to come up with like an hour special takes two years. Because not only do you have could to take come five. up. Could like, take longer. But not only are you coming up with that act but you're testing that act continuously and they're finding out what works what doesn't work so when you see someone special or when someone gets it to a certain placement i can't even imagine the amount of work it took to, i mean is that kind of how it is i mean you're just it is and i'm not even close to that level see i'm at a level where i realized oh having the best material at this age 
doesn't matter. I'm not doing like, I don't need to have the best Polish material. What I need to have is the best comedian. Like I am having it so that no matter what audience they throw at me, I can make them laugh. Like, and to get there, you got to sort of get to a place where you don't care, but like you have to have it well crafted. Mm. But it's almost like you write the jokes, but if you perform them, you're done. You, no one can perform a joke. You have to sort of, well, some people can, they say, I don't know. I'm not that guy. I have a joke. I have like hours of material. I load some of them before I go there. Then I attack it from different angles. I start from here, go there like, you know. But see, those guys, they are past that and they get to a point where they're doing a new material and then they're so good that they're doing that material like they're doing it for the first time. So like, mm. it takes a while to get there and, you know, some people shoot up really high. Like, there's people who are your friends they are just doing it as long as you and they're like a little funnier. Where they're like not insanely but you see them get like a bunch of opportunities you're like you get like jealous but after you've been in the wild you're like oh it does not matter at all mm. stand up makes you realize that see acting doesn't make you realize that much you're like oh my god they're getting stuff i'm like comedy makes you realize dude like anything you can go away tomorrow mm. like not like it's a ride it's a wave you know the kind of comedy i do it's not like good for all the settings yet see i'm trying to still find myself i rush it and i do some jokes yeah i'll get a few more like my first year in stand-up i got booked more than i did like my second third year it's because first of all i was like i just want to get booked and do stage time so i would just go up and do jokes same jokes and they'd be like oh, okay this guy is playing suit you know but when i started doing loose stuff there and getting like because i used to get like ha 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 then when I started getting deep last with my really me stuff, some people were like, oh, yeah, we don't like you. Like, the real you is like, no, 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 no. But people are laughing more. doesn't matter. Mm. Laughs don't matter. And laughs do matter, but there's a good part of laughs don't matter thing where sometimes I'll go up there, I'll do a joke, and the whole thing is five minutes leading to two really deep jokes or like really well me and it'll explode so it'll be worth what i did in the beginning or it'll be sort of like you know leading to like something and then like your job is not to make them laugh because sometimes some things that will make this guy laugh these guys laugh don't make these guys laugh like what your job actually is to always keep them their attention Mm. like keep them engaged they look away from you all the time like i go to open mics i care about comedy i want to listen sometimes i'm like i haven't listened to this guy in minutes right now mm. it's so hard to keep that the thing it's funny when you say that like I, I i can think back to a few times like you know usually like most people will be funny each one will have something that makes me yeah, laugh yeah. but then that one person goes up it's always the best when you don't know who they are one for me, uh, Joey Diaz. <laughs> yeah, I had funny. no idea who he was. I went to Joe Rogan's show in Vegas a few years back. No idea who Joey Diaz was. He opened uh, before him, and he got up there. I laughed so hard the entire time. He was that good. He for me, he blew me away. But it was such a treat because I'm like, who is that guy that oh, just made me laugh too, yeah. like this? Like, 
I had no idea. So it's. I saw Joe Coy like that at an open mic. We were just doing uh -huh. an open mic uh, at the improv, and Joe Coy just drops in. And he's like an older guy, like he's what, 45, 46 mm -hmm. at the time? Uh, and he goes up, he just like kills. Um, like, I got a little bit like sad. I'm like, man, that guy's in his 40s. He's that good. Like, how the hell is he not famous? He was that good. Then someone was like, oh, he is famous. I was like, oh, okay, good then. Like, it's because I was like, wow, if you can be that good at that age and like, he's like, like, I'm like, oh, okay, they told me he was saying, then I look like, I watch the stuff, he's really good. But yeah, I didn't know who he was, so that's exactly what happened to me. Like, when I didn't know who he was, I just thought he was some guy. Mm. That's when you really realize, like, I saw Adam Sandler at an open mic. Just comes in, reads jokes, doesn't even do them, reads them, hilarious. You can diss on Adam Sandler, like, oh, I don't like his movies, blah, blah, blah. But, like, dude, the level he is, like, he's, there's a reason he's getting those, you know, like. Yeah. I think some comedians, like, you wouldn't believe how not that funny they are in real life. They're not. That's just they're good at stand-up. See, mm. I'm funny in real life way more than on stage. Like, like, like in real life, any 10-minute conversation with a guy can make him laugh. Like, but like on stage, it's like not like that. It's more the like the fact that I'm funny doesn't help as much as you think it would. Mm. What helps is that I can nonstop talk. I always have something to say. I have an opinion about everything. That's what helps. Mm. The funny is like, at first it helps because you're like, ah, I'm writing gimmicky jokes, but man, that gets like, like, that gets old really fast. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's interesting how you break it. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter how fun you, funny you are. Yeah, yeah this is a, probably a terrible analogy. <laughs> But it reminds me of, you know, like the adult film industry, you know, people who are champions in the bedroom with their boyfriend or girlfriend behind closed doors think, oh, I could do porn easily. But then if they were to get in that situation, they would mm -hmm. find out like, oh, my God, this isn't anything what I thought it would be. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, it's that's why, like, uh, they say that they want guys who are not into like it that much, like, because then they won't you mm. know, lose juice or whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know much about porn. Yeah, I, I can't. Well, I know a little bit, but <laughs> um, okay. So we talked about directing. We talked about the stand-up. So to bring in the trifecta of the arts here for you, acting. Oh, acting. Because you're also, you know, very great actor too. And I, 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 I love seeing. Uh, you were showing me some footage there of a project you were working on. And I didn't even know it was you in the project. Yeah, that's funny because I don't know I. Uh, the thing about acting is when I first started, like, really, like, I was like, okay, like, I started doing improv, and then somebody told me, like, you should take an acting class, because I, I was doing good at improv, and he believed in me. So I was like, ah, you know, let me take a Meisner class, and I fell in love with the technique, so I started doing uh, Meisner acting. And I had a teacher there uh, who told me, like, you're good, but you got to get better with this, this, so you can have more range, mm. play different characters. You don't just want to play different versions of you, do you? And I was like, oh, of course not. I'm an actor, you know? <laughs> but now I'm like, looking at me, myself, and I'm like, dude, there's no shame in playing kind of yourself your whole life. Like, it's all right. Mm. Not like just yourself, but like... 
because I'm a comedian. You can never empty a comedian. Right. Because an actor is about like you empty yourself, you take another. You can't really empty a comedian. Like my entire performance, like that's why some of the stuff I do is really personal and some of it is like, uh, you know. I know. So that's why with acting, I love it the most because. See, with filmmaking, there's ego in it. Like, I have to make a great film, you know. I, I like to say I'm over it, but I'm not over it. Like, it's just, <laughs> I know how to deal with it and act like I am over it, but I'm not over it. And uh, stand-up, oh, my God, the ego on that one. Like, how good I want to be. Like, people laugh. I'm like, that was terrible. Like, I come home and I hate myself. Mm. But I love hating myself in a weird, like, uh <sighs> I'm realizing more and more that I'm at, like, being at ease is more important than being happy. Like, I, mm. I've had happier years. I wasn't content, you know. Now I'm, like, very content with everything. But, like, with acting, I love it because I don't have to be great in it, ever. I just love doing it. Mm. I don't have to be great. Like, I, you know, if, when I see a video of me doing stand-up, and obviously I'm not perfect, so it's not perfect, I'm like, oh, when I watch myself act, it's just fun. It's like, ah, whatever, you know, like I do my best. I take it seriously, but, you know, that's why I love it. It's like a breath of fresh air. And, you know, if I only do it, my, my characters that are similar to me, what's the problem with there? Like a lot of people did that. Even to a certain extent, Jack Nicholson did that. And he's mm. one of the you know greatest people. Mm. Like, He's a little bit in all those characters, isn't he? Yeah. Which is why they're interesting. Which is why every character he plays is legendary. Like, yeah. Because we got to know Jack. You get to know yeah, him. Like yeah. He's just a little bit. But then there he plays a character. But like he brings himself. Yeah. When I think, especially for what you do, I mean, everything relates to each other. The directing helps. Yeah. The more you understand directing, the more it can help your acting. The more you understand acting, the more it helps your directing. And then with the stand-up comedy, I'm sure that intertwines in yeah. there a little bit too. So that's interesting. So you see, with acting for you, it's not as much the ego. Is it because, like we were saying, you want to be yourself through some of these characters, but when people watch that movie, you, it's not. It, you're doing a character. You're you are a character. Where stand up, you're going to be Orhun. Directing, you're going to be Orhun. You see what I'm saying? Like acting, you're going into a different world where it's not. Yeah, really and it's like it's less toxic too in that sense. That's mm. why I have more fun with it. Because mm. with stand up, I I am like I want to do good all the time. Like I never even want to fail for forty seconds in it. Mm. I do all the time, but that's like sort of. Not take it more seriously. It's just it just feels like a honor thing or something. Hmm. With filmmaking, I got better at it because I was like, oh, I'm gonna make masterpieces. Now I'm like, you know what? I kind of love failing even, but hmm. still, there's a certain standard I expect from it. You know, yeah. uh, with acting, uh, I use the technique and I do the work, but you know. I realize, like, I have a healthier understanding that, you know, I'll get better. Like, I'm not in a rush. Like, I know as long as I do it and I take it seriously, I'll get better at it. With comedy, I'm like, I got to get better tomorrow. Hmm. Or something. That's interesting, too, because it's like with comedy, I mean, you're kind of competing with yourself in a way. 
Oh, yeah, you are. And not, not that you're not in other things, but comedy's like, no, I can come up with this bit, and if it doesn't do as well as I thought, I can go right back to the drawing board and go back up there again. When, yeah, like again. three weeks ago, I did a show where I was like, that's the best show I've ever done. Every 10 seconds, I get a laugh, like a big one. I'm like, wow. But then the thought that follows is, now how did I do that? <laughs> how did I, well, what was the difference between me doing this now and yesterday, why were they, is it the comedian before me, is it this, that? And I think at some point you stop giving a shit and mm. you understand, you know, some, you know the true understanding, you, like when you, like, when you kind of get something, you put it into words, mm. but when you truly understand it, you can't explain it. Like somebody explained to me, why do you think we're here? Like, when I used to believe in God and when I used to like uh, sort of philosophize about stuff like that, I had these explanations, you know, for people who are religious or people like, like explanations on how it works for me, right? But I was all over the place. I don't know what I was talking about. You know, I had all these explanations. Now I understand i think at least for myself maybe i'm delusional but i think i understand it but it's like i can't put it into words like why i believe the things i believe you know hmm. that's like i feel like comedy is like that too it's like you get to a point where you're like why did i just talk about like you know whatever like stabbing a car tire or whatever like what like you say something like why did i say like how did i know it was going to be funny because it's just funny it's like you can't explain it you just know it is you know hmm. and when you think oh it was funny because of this reason let me try to do it again in this next open mic it doesn't work it doesn't work no it's almost like you can't put any expectations same with acting and other stuff you can't put expectations on things i'm finding the more i don't ha with anything even with women <laughs> with anything it's like it when you start going in your head this is how it's going to be then it's 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 screwed from the get-go yeah almost so i could see with what you're doing I mean, you're gonna have a different crowd every night yeah. you're gonna have different personalities different interesting people. interesting analogy with women because uh yeah my brother used to tell me my brother has a lot of theories on women uh all of which are just so out there and now we're getting to the good stuff <laughs> I mean, this, is not, this is what it was leading to all that shit was just we're, we got the arts and stuff out who gives a fuck about the arts we're talking about women the arts is like what a few hundred this is the real old. podcast starting now <laughs> yeah. yeah so he has a bunch of theories about women and what yeah one of them is uh, that like you gotta have it so that like he says that women want you to like Oh, you know, like, I can take your, your, leave you, and whatever, like, nonchalant, yeah. till you fall in love with them. Like, nothing in between. They hate all of that shit in between. Just, you know, just be nonchalant. Oh, you know, I'm not trying to control you. Oh, you know, you want to date? Oh, whatever. Oh, I'm in love with you. Let's get married. Like, you know, you know what I mean? So you're, say so you're saying, like, it has you to can be never be like, hey, I just met you, and I'm really into you. Oh, <laughs> boy. I've done that. <laughs> I've done it and it worked before. I was like, when it works, you gotta realize it only worked because she wanted me for some reason. You know, sometimes like women want you, you're like, why? But all right, you know, like. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't make sense. It's like sometimes you talk to them for an hour and you're like, dude, I had no game in this conversation. 
And right. she likes you anyway. Right. But you're like, wait, should I then plan to not have game from now on? But then you don't have game. It doesn't work. Like, it's like comedy. <laughs> Your plan. And sometimes you're like, why did I do good right now? See, except <laughs> yeah, when you do good with women, you know, you get to not hit on. Oh, that's the best part of being in a relationship. You're like, oh my god, all the time I spend. Thinking about women and talking to women, like I don't have to do any of that. Uh, the I had did a video on online dating, and then you made a comment, and you said the problem with online dating is it teaches you to be a fisherman and not a hunter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, I thought about it, and I'm like, there's many things I could say about that, but like it is kind of true. It like puts you in a position of this is all I can get. I must be grateful for it. Yeah, and why? Um, whatever I catch in my cage, <laughs> uh, that's who I get to date. As yeah. opposed to having that confidence to approach women in that way. And I know you, you didn't grow up in the United States, so I'm just kind of curious how it is in other parts of the world. Because it seems here like we're, it's not that go up to a woman and... I don't, uh, I don't know if this will answer stuff, but first of all, my... Like going up to women, you're saying, right? Like going up to them with that confidence of, you know, romance involved. Like, or just uh, asking them on a date. Just See, uh, in Turkey, the nice thing is girls don't lead you on as much. They don't like it. They're like, I don't like you. Mm. And you're like, this is good. No time wasted. Thank you. You don't even say that. You're like, oh, you're Turkey. Like, it's just normal, you know? Mm-hmm. I love Turkish girls because, like, there's less guessing. I hate guessing. I have to read, blah, blah. But it's, I mean, there's bad parts too. Like, it's, people want to get married really fast. Hmm. But In Turkey? Yeah. The reason why, see, the hunting and the, to go back to the hunting and the fishing thing. My parents had a really good marriage. Like, still do. They have a good marriage. Uh, And it's like, the best case scenario is that, you know, they live together, you fall apart a little bit, you argue, but like, whatever, you know? And because I grew up looking at it, my attitude towards it is like, I don't have to have it. I saw it. Not anything to be too excited about. It's fine. Like, it's not better than me dying alone. Mm. Really, it's not. It's not like something I've made myself learn so I could muster all the, like, no, like, it's like, honestly, I love being alone. And if someone comes along where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, they would make my life better. In a heartbeat, I'll marry them. But till that day comes, like, oh, boy, like, just letting someone into your life because, like, you know? To fill a void or... It's worse than an arranged marriage because at least with an arranged marriage, and this is one of my comedy bits, sorry about that, but... Like, with an arranged marriage, at least you never loved the guy, so you don't blame like him, like, oh, like, you were a guy I loved, now it's gone. It's like, you always didn't like the guy, and now you don't. Some of those arranged marriages work better than those, oh, I must marry someone, so let me marry my girlfriend marriages, I swear to you. Mm. Well, we were talking before this, and what you just said kind of reminded me of something. You were talking about the concept of loving yourself. Yeah. 
and how important that is. Could you take me more into that? You know, kind of some enlightenment. See, I can't because I have no rest before it. I didn't love myself, and then things happened bad things, good things, and then one day I did. <laughs> mm. Really, that's. Well, yeah, I think it comes with age too. I'm at that age where I don't want things handed to me anymore or mm. something. I don't know. It's, it's more complicated than that. It's, I guess, I don't know, man. Also, it, it helps that I'm from Turkey, you know. Like, I know how, like, I went to see a lot of my friends from high school and they're studying things that they don't like that much. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I am happy. Like, I, like it makes you realize that I'm making myself unhappy. Like, nobody is inflicting this on me. And when you realize it's a choice, you're like, okay, then I'll choose it. But again, I'm simplifying it because it's not something that I read a self-help book and like I just, I don't know, stumble into a place where I was like, you know what, I wouldn't change a thing about my life. Hmm. Like falling in love with your life and enjoying it. Yeah, like uh, every in, in like not having that place like you were saying like oh I, I have to find this person for me to be happy it's no you can be happy before that and if they come along and it makes sense and you enjoy it then great and you know what's crazy like women like are very sensitive they don't want to bring themselves or their kids around someone who's not happy or at ease you know maybe it'll actually help you mm-hmm. hasn't helped me so far so I don't know I might be talking out of my ass there but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's yeah, when they come see, uh, see, you know, I wish we were more like this. I wish we were more like that, you know, as we all say as guys. But it's like, if they were any different, then life would have less suffering and then we would be weaker. Like, it's almost like they provide an endless stream of interesting things, you know? Mm. Like, like, you're like, oh, why don't they, like, you know, I guess sleep with us more. Like, you know, if that's the whole rhetoric. It's like, but you want this girl because she didn't sleep with him, 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 but she'll sleep with you. There's a little bit of that, too. Like, there's all kinds of layers to it that you want them doing all the things that they're doing. It's just, you got to get better. Mm. But not, like, better for them. It's, like, better at sort of... not resisting life or something. Hmm. Like, I used to resist life. I'm like, things were trying to happen. I'm like, no, 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 it's not the way I thought. It's the one I, want. I want this path, you know? It's like, yeah, well, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's almost like, they're almost like a muse, in a way, for you to become the better version of yourself. You yeah. Know, that extra motivation. Yeah. Inspiration. All right, as we were changing camera batteries and uh, adding another camera to the mix. Thank you, by the way, for, like I said, this is all an experiment right now. Like I'm just trying to figure this out. Like I, so it's like, I have no uh, way of doing things at this point, Uh, but that's some of the best ways to do things. And we were, we started to talk and I'm curious to get your thoughts because we are here in LA, obviously tons of entertainment, tons of entertainment, entertainment people. We were talking comedy and cancel culture came up. Yeah. Or the idea. So I'm just kind of curious to get your take, especially as a comedian. Who I'm people... actually writing a film about this, about a lady who 
she's having problems with her husband and like then like she sort of has a reason basically I don't want to give the whole thing away but she has a whole reason for canceling stuff for her own good like some of these cancel people they're like sort of miserable or jealous in their own life I feel like there's a lot of that and people are going with it because studios don't want to lose a dollar dollar of their like cash flow and then like the I don't know, the people just go with whatever. See, that's the thing. Like, I was looking at a comment, like, uh, at a news that made me mad. I was just gonna, like, because it was something, like, that the PC people were uh, writing about that I was like, this is stupid. Mm. All the comments were PC. And I was gonna write something, right? I was gonna be like, you guys are dumb. When you say PC, what exactly is that? Like politically correct, like oh, something politically like, correct. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, something where yeah. So I do that. I wanted to do that, but then I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with other people. So then I realized a bunch of people like me probably want to do the same thing. Want to like lash out at these self righteous pricks, but can't because they like. And then people who so see that they're like, oh, this is everybody's opinion. Mm. It's like. Man, we need to... Uh, I would blow up the internet so fast if I ruled the world. You have no idea how fast I would get rid of internet. Like, really? tomorrow I would get rid of the internet. You'd like, get rid of the internet. Internet. Like, I'm not even just saying social media. I'm honestly, like... At this point, I, I have nothing. I can't do it, but... Why would you do that? Dude, why wouldn't I do that? Tell me any reason mm -hmm. why you wouldn't want to do that, and I'll tell you, like, that I'm turning the tables on you right now. Why wouldn't you get rid of the internet? What did it really give us? If it gave it to all of us, does it really create advantage for anybody? It saved some trees, but things are still burning because of corporate greed. So don't like, what's the, like, look at what it took from us. Hmm. Like, dude, just forget everything else. Just look at what porn turned us into. Hmm. I literally, like, I'm like, almost done quitting porn like it's it's a process you know but uh, it's hard man it's really hard <laughs> it is hard it is as you know it, no pun intended there <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why porn is uh least thing i could say about it is popular like porn well, is especially popular. now when people are at home not yeah. in social situations as much yeah losing interpersonal skills oh man yeah. when i have sex life like when i have a girlfriend I never watch porn. It's because I literally like, ah, oh man, yeah. But that's just one thing on it. It's all the like the hatred and the political. It's mm -hmm. like, I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, why is it that my country, Turkey, feels more divided these days? It's like people are so, it's because that sort of creates that and you don't see the face of the person you're hating so you can hate them without any like ceiling to it. Keyboard warriors. It's easily. It's easy to be a cyber bully. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, my opinions are weird, dude. I really also think that uh, you should obviously never assault someone. But when people fight each other and there's a back and forth and they beat the hell out of each other, it should just be okay. Like it happens. Like people are so afraid of any confrontation. Yesterday I was at comedy store, and there was like almost a fight there. And they yell these things, blah, blah, blah. And then there was never a fighting. And I'm like, it's like if it would help both of them if they fought. 
Because the reason they wanted to fight was one of them was the manager and the other one was uh, some guy doing dumb stuff. If that guy like was in Turkey, he would have gotten beaten a bunch of times and guess what? They stopped doing stupid stuff, you know? You can only expect so much from cops. Like that's a... Let's not even go there. Let's not go to cops at all. Because hmm. uh, it's, it's more the culture than the cops. That's the thing. Like those guys just live among us. They don't fall from the sky, you know? It's the, the society that gives them that masculine power because there's no back and forth. So there's, they have this ultimate fucking weapon of death, you know? Like of life taking... I, don't know. I am curious to get your perspective on... and See, I, I've never really traveled outside the United States of America. I grew up here. I've lived here. Um, what... what What's the difference to you in terms of growing up in Turkey and then living here in the United States? Obviously, there's things that are different. Oh, I'm going to give you a good one. Um, okay. Here, you're more free about what you can become. And over there, you're more free about what you can say. Hmm. You can be whoever you want. Or like... like Insanity is not a stigma that you know what I'm saying? Like we don't go to psychiatrists, maybe we should, but we don't take pills. We don't like people just learn to fold the misery into their like even the love songs have misery. And after a while you don't like the love songs that don't have misery in them, you know? Like you want like I don't know, people over there live with the understanding that sort of how precious life is because you see I guess death and you see a lot of people do nothing with their lives. You see a lot of people relive their parents' lives miserably. Here you have a lot of those freedoms, but it's like sometimes I feel like it's wasted on like a lot of people who don't have that grounding. Mm. And so they're like lavish with it, you know, or something. I don't know. That's just one thing. Uh, the food is different. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean... The restaurants, because they had to compete with the home cooking, because everybody's like mother and father a lot too, cooks. So the restaurants are, I mean, they have to be good, otherwise they're not going to make a dime. That's interesting. Wow. That's, see, that's, that's why I wanted to ask. That's something I would never have thought. So people cook so much and are so good at it. Yeah. Why would you go out to eat? So those restaurants are like, well, we better be amazing if these people are going to come and spend So you money. still go out to eat. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, Turkey is one of those countries where it's like no one has better food than us. Like, it's no one, really. Because it's this, like, cheap street food where you should, like, it's so cheap. It should be a donkey or something, you know, like the meat. Mm -hmm. But it's just delicious. I don't know why. It's... And you don't understand when you live there. When you when you live there, you're like, oh, I go to the good restaurants. Now you're like, I will eat off the street here. <laughs> it's good. No, like over there, it's I don't know. It's so funny how there's more there where you're like to learn life from, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of things. But over there, I had a more sheltered upbringing. Like not sheltered. I was outside on the streets all the time. But it's like. I would hang out with a certain group of people. My parents were certain kind of people, you know. Uh, 
so I guess I didn't learn much about life over there, but like the stuff I grew up with over there when I came here and actually struggled on my own, I learned life here a lot, like real mm. life and how, how you have to work and all that. So when I got back, I appreciate it more. Like I love Turkey way more now that I like live in America. Hmm. You know, because I, you know, understand that like, man, like people, some people talk about leaving America and stuff like there's no better or worse country, really. Like there's some countries that are like, yeah, it's pretty dangerous. There, but even they're not worse because there's value to life that you can't understand, you know, if you're like living in Brentwood and, you know, traveling to Culver City and Brent, like, you know, like mm -hmm. it's. You understand, like, that maybe, you know, even living in fear is more living. It's like, I don't know. We look at, like, life in such, you know, for example, like, have you ever met a guy who's, like, never smoked cigarettes, never drank or done drugs or stuff? Mm -hmm. Ever, like, ever. Mm. Who was actually cool? Doesn't exist that person. That person doesn't exist. Cannot exist. And it's why is it all oh, because they killed themselves with it or blah blah. No, it's like it's because at some point they said, "I can't stand this. I'm gonna let go and have something else have effect on me." A lot of people just want to control things. You know, just even their thoughts. You know, like I only want to have this kind of thought, and that's mm -hmm. why people take pills. Because what they want to do, and I think I read this somewhere, so I'm, this is not me, but it said, like, people take antidepressants to clear away their sorrows, but it's like, if you just sat in sorrow and sort of let your body deal with it, yes. it'll be better. Because those pills, if they only wiped out sorrow, that's okay. Have them forever. And no, they wipe the entire emotion to the point where you don't even care anymore. Mm. And that's when you kill yourself, I think, maybe. Because I was like, even like I was sad. I'm still sad sometimes. Sadness doesn't affect me that much. I like sadness, but like I used to be very depressed. But even then, I didn't. I don't know. Think about killing myself. I guess. Well, the thing is, it's something either you're born with or blah blah. That's why, like, I have an understanding of it, and because I have an understanding of it, I shouldn't say something about it. Because mm. some people they don't have a choice. They are just in that mindset. And I've had a little taste of it, and I was like, yeah, this is not pleasant. How did you get out of it? Or how did it... Not, it wasn't big enough to not be out of it. I could just... I realized that I was standing in my own way. Hmm. Quitting cigarettes helped. Like, that's not real depression. That's just... You, you know, it's your fault, you know? Right, but it's an escape. It's an yeah. escape. I mean, some people like to... It's funny you bring that up. It's not funny, but, like, it's interesting you bring that up because... That's one thing like I've really realized, especially during this lockdown time, I was actually talking about Ford with this on the last podcast, is a bunch of uncomfortable things can come up when you quit all the distractions, when you quit distracting yourself with things. And like you're like, man, I, what's, what is this? Like, I feel bad. Like, I, I don't, oh, it's very uncomfortable. And like your, your first instinct's like to go to something to escape it. Yeah. No matter what that is, whether it's cigarettes, whether it's porn, whether it's video games, whether it's food, but then if you sit with it and you deal oh. with it, it gets better. You know all the it things really I does. said about porn, mm -hmm. like ten times what fa like 
it's a tent like a, ten times what porn does to people's minds and like stimulation and fake stimulation well, like Instagram is more oh I would yeah because here's the thing when you're watching porn and you're masturbating you're like you know okay I'm doing this till I masturbate you don't watch porn after you come this it's like there's no end to it and it's like your whole life you're being a normal person and you're watching that like with porn you're in um, you're in a masturbatory mode so you already feel disgusting anyway so it almost has a balance with this you're like seeing oh that's better than me I can never have this girl oh he has a better career than me oh this is that oh like what's happening oh uh, someone's whatever like literally after a while like when someone's like fucking grandfather is dead you're like that's good news because it's like it's not something that's making me feel insecure and it's not you don't actually say that because you're not a maniac but it's the feeling like you get that feeling and it just turns weird things in you and you start comparing yourself to people mm. and by the way they're lying they're all lying all these people that i thought were doing great i haven't seen in years meet them in real life they tell me what is actually going on i'm like wow like <laughs> Why do you write that thing? It's because you realize, and because it's making you feel insecure, now I'm like attuned to it. Now I don't even go on that much, any of, the, any of it. But you think, almost because in your world you're the king of your own kingdom, you think, oh, they're doing that to make me feel insecure. No, dude, they are feeling insecure. That's why they're doing it. It's not about you. It's about them. Like, mm. they're sad people. Yeah. You know, every time I see a girl, like, post a, like, a political comment, blah, blah, it's like, or about, like, a movement or anything, and I'm like, this has nothing to do with the movement or, like, them trying to convince someone, all their friends, like, they're, okay, they write a post, some girl, I'm just talking about one girl, so, writes a post about how, Oh, people don't listen to me. Uh, you know, people... Uh, like, why are people voting this way? Like, it's like, I'm going to, like, unfriend everybody who thinks this way, right? Mm -hmm. And she unfriends them, but then she keeps writing her opinions and, like, trying to change people's minds in those posts. I'm like, whose mind are you changing? You just excluded everybody mm. that could have changed. You're basically trying to show your friends, hey, I'm still on your team, I'm still on your team, trying to fit in because you have no real friends. I have real friends right now, which, man, I go to them, I tell my unabashed opinions. And sometimes I say things that are not even my opinions, just a dark thought, right, mm. that I don't believe in. And then I apologize, right? I'm like, oh, dude, I don't really mean that. I was just... Yeah. Well, what you said about social media, that really, and that's something I'm always talking about. Now I, I get your theory of, like, you know, I would get rid of the internet. What you said in terms of the correlation of masturbating and pornography and Instagram and social media and all that is... Yeah, what is that thing? <laughs> Masturbation, porn. What's that thing? That's the Instagram. Like, what is that thing? That's attention or something. Right? Well, or the thing about the Instagram, like with the masturbating, honestly, and obviously there's different cases, but with the masturbating porn, it's like, oh, look at this porn, I'm going to masturbate, it's over after that. In some sense, that can be argued probably, but with the social media... It never turns off. 
you're you're uh, with the porn and the masturbating that has an end game. Like, okay, I, I got that out of my system. Yes, I was disgusting and wrong, but I did it to come. Like, it's fine and it's you know? over. But Instagram and that, like, it, it, it's on all the time I and it's flooded in your mind. I swear to God, to you, I'm not saying this just to make a point. I used to smoke cigarettes, man. Mm -hmm. Same feeling. Same reason why you're doing something else and you just want to go on Instagram for a second. That feeling, for a few seconds I want to go on Instagram, is the exact same feeling I would light a cigarette for. Mm. Exact same feeling. It's, there's an emptiness, there's a void inside of me and I want to fill it with something and that thing I'm filling it with is the reason it's there. Hmm. Like, is that the reason it's there, the void? Like, it's, I don't know, it's, it just makes money. That's what Instagram is, you know. It makes some people money. Hmm. And that's why they don't care about how it affects you. Hmm. You know, like, so funny how, like, I can write a really sort of dark bit about something really controversial. You know, and people will look at that. And I'm just trying to make people laugh and make money, you know, uh, quote unquote. And they're like, oh, that's wrong, blah, 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 blah. This thing, yeah, it doesn't swear at you. It doesn't say horrible things. It doesn't joke about rape. But like, this thing is subtly ruining everything about the human experience, everything. It's. Mm. And see, it's because we let it, it's, see, before that, it was something else. People were doing it with different, in their, like, parties, and their blah, 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 blah. But it just heightened it. Now it's on crack, you know? But it's going to fall apart because, you know how kids always like something new? One generation is going to look, and their dad's going to have grown up with Facebook. They're going to be like, this is stupid. And then they're done. And man, I can't wait till it's done. Oh, man, if I took over the world, like I told you, like, I would just end the internet. Like, I'd, I'd just end it. I'd create a law that so they can, they, they can never bring it back. I really resonate a lot of what you're saying. And, like, the only thing I use, I don't know if defend's the right word, but recognize some benefits to the internet and social media. There is, of course. To get out there and get connected with people you never would have known but at the same time at what price like you i think you said it best we they're taking everything out of the human experience i think what you said with that yeah nails it to a t because yeah. there's just nothing natural about staring at a phone you want to connect day. to people get on a car go to tennessee oh but you don't want to go to tennessee why there's racist people there why it's because i was on a comment and i saw a bunch of people like you're just saying oh the dude it's Oh, man, it's, it polarizes people so much that mm. every single country is going to split in half and then keep splitting in half because yeah. they're going to disagree. Oh, you're liberal? I'm not that liberal. I'm that liberal. It's just, dude, like, I don't know. It helps yeah. me. Yeah. You, know what it, you know what I use Facebook for? Uh, I call my mother on Messenger because instead of paying this line that I... That's a good thing. Yeah. It's yeah. good because I talked to her for two hours. That used to cost like eight, nine dollars each time. You know, mm -hmm. I don't talk to my parents like 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 every day. Mm -hmm. But when I talk to them with my parents and my brother, usually it takes around two hours. Mm. So you know, adds up. Like that. That's nice. 
Also, that phone used to get cut off sometimes. This is like forever. So, internet is good in that sense. It, you know, uh, you can stream movies from it. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. See, what I really mean is social media, mm-hmm. but it's also forum sites and some news channels too. Like, you know, it's just the thing it did. The social media. The thing it did is it made everybody think. That their opinion is important and it's not. It's just not. Mm. Not everybody's supposed to have opinion. They are supposed to have, but uh, statement. Like, why does everybody state things and they're equal? Like, then, like nobody, everybody just would just say th- like talk just to talk. Like, mm. you know. It used to be that when you were dumb, you were not allowed in certain platforms, in real life platforms, mm-hmm. not online. It's like <laughs> online, it's like, yeah, everybody, you have a Everyone face. Everyone gets a ticket, yeah. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't even, you know what I believe? I don't even think there should be elections. You know what I believe in? Okay. I think countries should raise their own uh, presidents, like in special schools, raise these guys who, like, every class is a hundred of them, and then. Maybe people pick from those, but it's like lawyers going in and then business interests, blah, blah. None of that. None of that. That's interesting. I've yeah, that, that will work more in That'll be in part two yeah. of our conversation. Yeah. Huh. Well, Orhun, man, love talking to you, man. We could keep going here. I, I, I love I'm looking and I know the, SD, the SD cards are going to be full. At any the moment. SD card is like crying right now. <laughs> it's just like weeping. Yeah, no. But no, man, honestly, there's so much we can continue talking about. Really appreciate you doing this. And I really appreciate you uh, getting me involved in one of your projects there, yeah, working with you, getting that workflow going. Where can people find you? I, I mean, when they are on the internet. Is there anywhere where they can Listen, look you up? The internet is there. I'm like doing all the right things like a good little boy. Okay. So, yeah, you got a great website. I went through it. It's, I have a great. website. I have yeah. an Instagram. I have a Facebook. I'm a hypocrite. Like you have no <laughs> what's, idea. What, what's the uh, Instagram and website? Oh, uh, just Orhun Timur. O-R-H-U-N-T-I-M-U-R. I'm the only one. So Instagram I'm, and Facebook, I'm there. And YouTube, uh, I have, again, same. Just if you write my name, I have a channel. All my films are there. Uh, Website's your name too? Yeah, just O-R-H-U-N-T-I-M-U-R dot com. Uh, yeah, that's where all my stuff is. And Yeah. Okay. Well, great, brother. Thanks for doing this. We'll do it again. Maybe when I have more <laughs> of a system going, but really no, this I loved it because we didn't have yeah. to care about anybody else. Well, and you were a good encourager when you saw I made that post that I'm going to start doing this. You're like, yeah, do it. And then I started doing it. You're like, you're doing it. And I'm like, okay, and now we're here. Yeah, I was surprised you this did is, it so fast. I'm like, well, now I'm in it. Like, this is it. So, yeah. brother, much love, man. We'll do this again. In like a month, you're going to have like double digit episodes. <laughs> That's true. Well, all right, man. We'll talk soon.